The Movie Hour returns with episode 60, November 26, 2009. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Hello, la la la. <laughs> Welcome to Ron Perlman's Dodecahedron's Movie Hour. This is Greg Maloney, and it sure feels good to be back in the saddle right here at the the new the new studio. And of course, I'm uh, I'm here joined by my two co-hosts, James and Jeff. Uh, welcome back to my podcast, fellas. Um, yeah, I think it really belongs to me now that I'm the one that's you know showing up the most times. Perfect attendance record. That's right. That's I, I get the punctuality award then. though. <laughs> What's attendance have to do with ownership? Like, are you are you part of this country? Do you understand how this stuff works? This is totally I I I invented this. This is me. The movie hour is nothing without uh without you guys and our listeners, of course. Our listeners, of course. I'm sorry, I got a got a little uh, out of hand there. Uh, did, did we decide I, that did, a dodecahedron is a twelve sided die? By the way, did we decide if it's twelve sided? I think I, I think it's twelve sided. Does it have to be a die for, for those of us listening? Uh, and that, that'll be me that don't really know. Um, I, I just, I just wanted to, a dodecahedron is a, is a twelve-sided die. We're pretty sure, or just a twelve-sided okay. object, I guess. Okay. And you looked it up, or now everybody knows that. We were, we were no, debating. I didn't look it up. I'm just assuming I'm right because I've said it a few times now. Okay. Okay. I'm actually just about to put it into Wikipedia as well, so that's a fact. <laughs> so it's between twelve and twenty. We'll get back to that at the end of the show. Keep that for the, for the end of the show. I'm, I'm putting um, it into Wikipedia right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, I did want to start out with a giant thank you to uh, James and Jeff, of course, for uh, carrying the torch while I was gone and did a fantastic episode. And I know uh, there's been a lot. I've been getting a lot of mail, which is obviously... Well, it was uh, a lot easier without all your bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but I did get a lot of complaints about, you know, the absence of the movie hour the past two weeks. Yeah, what are, that's my fault. I'm usually the taskmaster of this group, and <laughs> my heart just wasn't at these last couple of weeks, so I, I blame myself. I've been pretty busy, too. It, really, the production crew is just not with it, The pa- like, was not with it the past month, but, you know, like, the editing three weeks ago, and then two we- this two-week period, it's it's a hard time, but uh, I, I was unavailable to help with the recording, which may have, uh, may have led to... Uh, the absence and you're, you're I, busy I kicking off your movie also. career, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, and it's, just so you know, Jeff kind of went on a power trip while you're gone. He fired Carl. Yeah. Are you Carl serious? Carl is gone. Yeah. <laughs> I was drunk with power. <laughs> you're talking about the guy that sweeps the floors, Carl? Like eighty-seven-year-old Carl? <laughs> is he eighty-seven? He yeah. Like he's, a, he's no. He's an eighty-seven-year-old intern. I thought we had just made him look like that. I thought he was young, but, you know, just the way we treated him. Oh, man, that's terrible. Terrible news. I'll have to talk with him. Uh, you can't. Also- uh, he's, he's gone. We had him <laughs> deported as well. Another uh, another giant event uh, took place and uh, more of a sort of percolated over the past uh, three weeks with the the mail and the responses to our the last episode I was on, which was our Halloween episode. Uh, by overwhelming popular demand, we invited uh, P back onto the show. Everyone that would remember him from the Halloween episode. Genius guy. Uh, very funny. And he'll most likely be here next Idiot. week. But was, but was unable... Idiot. But was unable to fit our tedious schedule this week. So uh, considering we're recording at 10 p.m., I don't really blame him. But yeah, it's uh, 7 p.m. for all you L.A. people. And uh, 
Yeah, uh, it should be. He should be back soon, and he uh, he's pumped to be a uh, part of the the movie hour uh, saga. If you, will. I like how you I like how you told them the time, like it matters at all. Or the other thing, because a it doesn't matter to them what time we're recording, and b you told it to them like they didn't know what 10 p.m. was on the West Coast. Like, if for those of you who don't know, you know, maybe you don't live here, 10 p.m. is three hours after. I just wanted to make sure that all our peeps in LA knew what time it was when we were recording. That's what I wanted to make sure. Okay, all right, well. See, 10 p.m. is like 7 p.m., except for it's three hours after. I think we should explain it a little better. All right, all right. I appreciate it. Uh, I also wanted to explain before we get started, it's going to be sort of like the story hour today. Uh, the reason for my absence, uh, I've been, been talking with a lot of people, and I figured out this would be the easiest way just to tell everybody at once what was going on. Boring, uh, next. Boring. Uh, I've pretty much been working... 14 hours at least a day doing this gig for uh, the local movie gurus in Detroit, uh, which pretty much just required me to be their food food bitch all day. Um, it was an educational experience to say the least, and some some usefulness did come out of it. A, a couple of stories I wanted to start with. One, this is actually more of like just a tidbit of information for everyone that hasn't jumped into uh, the 21st century. I was driving around in downtown Detroit more than I ever have my entire life uh, because the recording down there is just all over the place. And I could not live without my GPS right now. Like, I probably would be dead in a ditch somewhere if I did not have just a device in my car that I could look at saying where I was and where I needed to go because I'm a moron with directions. And without it, I, I don't know what I've done. I would have to pull over and look at a map like 50 times because I was just helplessly lost. And if you don't have a device with GPS on it, I would highly recommend it. It's so choice. And it's so yeah, did it's Netflix a, drop sponsorship and TomTom pick us <laughs> up or what's what's happening yeah. here? Yeah. It was yeah the Tom the Tom buy a TomTom. You'll love it. So now it, that you've you know traveled around Detroit a gazillion times, <laughs> you can see what great of a shithole it really is. Uh, a lot of it actually stayed away from the shithole. There was one time when we were shooting at a, I think it was called the Mo- Milwaukee Lodge, which is off of Grand Boulevard, and it, we literally the tent for where we were eating and had everything set up was under the overpass of Grand Boulevard next to this these loft areas, which was actually wasn't that bad, but it was just surrounded by pretty much, like, dead zone industrial lots. And I swear there were, like, feral dogs walking, like, running around. It wasn't even downtown Detroit at that point. It was sort of scary. It was, like, Fallout 3. No, it was weird. I, it was funny because, and it's going to pain me because I can't remember who said it, but one of the movie stars was being uh, interviewed. I want to say it was Ed Norton for some reason. But uh, he was saying that, you know, filming in Detroit is like, he said that he's been to, you know, post, you know, Katrina, New Orleans, and some (laughs) areas of Detroit are worse than that. And I'm like, wow, (laughs) thanks for that endorsement. (laughs) I found myself in the same alley, like, three different times in the the three weeks recording, and and they were recording, and there was a... There's a sign, I'm trying to remember, it's like right next to Woodward and Jefferson, or Woodward and uh, John R., where it turns into Clifford, like right at the intersection. There's an alleyway that has a giant sign that says, beware, it's between two giant, like, there has to be 20-story tall buildings, beware of falling debris and hazardous, like, material. And it's, (laughs) you can see, like, these giant, you can see these giant counterweights, like, just waiting to fall on people off these, uh, 
um, uh, escape ladders, and it's just it's so so funny. I, I like I'm just sitting there thinking, man, we're gonna die in here, and it's it's gonna be the saddest story of all time. But <laughs> it, it was yeah the the setting in Detroit was pretty crazy. We actually the company I was working for also worked a movie called Game of Death, which has Wesley Snipes in it, hmm. and uh, yeah, Game of Death was it, apparently it's the it's the technical I guess you could call it a remake, but it was the movie that Bruce Lee started before he died. And it's going to be that remake of that movie based on the book. Um, and they were shooting in the Guardian building, which I've never been in, but it's a, just a beautiful, like, 20-story vault ceiling that also has, like, a giant... I think it's supposed to be, like, an... Uh, I'm trying to remember what uh, Indian tribe, like, like mural on the back wall. I'm trying to remember what it's supposed to be. Anyways, beautiful play. Like, there are some beautiful spots in Detroit to shoot, and some movies are just shooting the beautiful stuff. But this movie definitely didn't... Definitely wasn't shooting any of the highlights, that's for sure. Uh, I think the closest we got... was the name, like, Game of Death. Yeah. (laughs) Game of Death. Yeah, the the movie I was working called was called Craze, and it was... uh, Craze. It was was called Crave, you idiot. Crave. Did I say Craze? You said Craze. (laughs) I, I say craze all the time. Yeah, it was called the Crave, and well, it's got I Ron Perlman. And how cool it is that it was Crave, and you worked for food services. Yeah, that's yeah. Just what I mean. And the yeah, <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, and we're back, folks. Yeah, Ron Perlman and uh, Eddie Furlong was in it. If uh, you need, a, if you need a boost, Eddie Furlong was the kid from Terminator Two and Pecker. Uh, yeah, which I didn't even recognize him because he has like all kinds of crazy facial hair going on now, and he's a fucking giant chain smoking Red Bull energy drinking monster. Uh, pretty funny guy though, and Ron Perlman's actually a lot funnier than what I'd uh, I'd given him credit for too. But looks really old and has a giant like rat mustache going on. When I say rat, like it's just a, it looks like a giant rat's on his face. Ron, thanks again for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Sweet Jesus. Um, the one story I had, like I, uh, the one story I had for Ron Perlman, like again, I was pretty much getting food for these people and doing whatever they want in terms of snacks and shit. And Ron Perlman apparently has uh, an affection for. York peppermint patties, which I didn't know until I gave him like two, and then there was a constant demand for him. And at some point, <laughs> if you give Ron Perlman like a, a York peppermint patty, you will never hear the end of it. <laughs> There's, I have two stories for Ron Perlman. Uh, that uh, the York peppermint patties thing. Uh, so I gave him a giant, you know those dispens- like dispersing boxes that have like fifty mini ones. Okay. I gave him like half of those. One night, and the next day he needed more. So I don't know if he ate them all, or if he's Maybe playing he like checkers them to with his them. Rat mustache. <laughs> the, rat, the rat mustache ate him up. I don't know. Uh, but the where he where his joke came in was when I gave him four like big ones like the next day, and he just goes, "This will do for now." Like I was like, "Oh, Ron Perlman, that's so funny. You're great. That's so funny." Um, and the. The second story was Ron Perlman actually injured himself during the shoot. Um, he got shit faced with some people the night after one of the shoot. One of Are the you shoot, allowed to be right? talking about this? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I think so. I think it's okay. Uh, and he uh, he got a cut on his forehead, and there was two days left of shooting for him, and they had to put this stupid like it looked like it was. Uh, 
It was like a black, green, and yellow, like, tight-knit hat to his head and covered it up. And it, it was okay, I guess, because those last scenes were supposed to be, like, a fantasy scene for the real, for the lead actor, which was this Josh Lawson guy from uh, Australia. Funny guy. Cool guy. Um, and he just, like, he looked hilarious in it, and it was sort of funny seeing the the movie magic is what is what Jim Jim would call it probably but um it uh it was pretty funny Ron Perlman funny guy getting old color but, is movie magic. but funny guy yeah yeah um and the one other story i had was was uh in terms of the actors was Eddie Furlong i uh he was getting some stuff from i i like ran the snack table and he got some food and he was about to leave and he was saying like yeah thanks for the you know thanks for the Dr Pepper god knows what the hell it was and I just go, it just complete, fully, just full natural reaction, just no problemo. And just caught in my head thinking, oh shit, like I just said the line from Terminator 2 <laughs> that he says to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he sort of is like walking out of the room and does like a stutter and it just keeps walking out. And I didn't even think about it until like two seconds later. I'm like, oh my god, that's so funny. I was laughing about it for like five minutes later. It was great. It was so funny. So, yeah, so, right, so long story short, long story short, Ron Perlman has an addiction to York peppermint patties, <laughs> yeah. and Edward Furlong thinks you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, very good. All right, three. I have three more things I want to bring up. About Jesus, uh, three more things. It'll, it'll it'll go fast. I swear. Um, Actually, four more things. One thing I wanted to mention. <laughs> Better get moving. At some point, I was uh, I, I, part of my responsibilities required me to drive this giant fucking truck. I don't know who out there is listening to this while they're driving their semi through Ohio or whatever, but I was I was driving this giant box car that pretty much required me to have a chauffeur's license, which uh, I may or may not have, and. <laughs> What and the work hours would pretty much send you into a uh, a little bit of a, a lull. And keep in mind, I drive normally a Geo Prism, which is like a fiftieth of the size of this thing, and handles completely differently. And I thought I was just gonna kill somebody driving this driving this thing around. Oh, excuse me. So long. That long story short is next time you see somebody. Driving a semi or a giant U-Haul or just this giant truck that you think, like, wow, thank God that guy's a professional. He knows what he's doing because if he was out of control, he'd probably just kill everybody on the road. It might be somebody like me that has no idea what they're doing, and you should probably stay away from them on the road because they're going to hurt you. And, yeah, don't mean to scare you, but, yeah, look out for those people because they they don't know what they're doing, and they're going to get in trouble. So I wanted to bring that up. I've been there, man. I've been there. I used to driving for a company that I used to drive a larger truck. It gives you a little bit more perspective. Yeah, sort of scary. All right, down to two stories because I I decided to cut one out. Uh, last Thank thing, you. I met a lot of cool people. Uh, there was Dan, Aaron, Melissa, Jerry, Doug, tons Are you just of people. Making Anyways. up names. This is what? what? <laughs> yeah, but Jerry was the sound was the sound engineer for the shoot. Who apparently has been working in Hollywood for like 35 years. He's a cool guy. Uh, really likes uh, Fig Newtons for some reason. And uh, I, 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 like, I know everybody's you? snack habits. Um, but I talk, I picked his brain a little bit about microphones and stuff. Uh, talking, talking a little about it, sh- talking shop. But uh, when we were talking one day, he's brought up about how he spent the weekend and watched 2012. Like this, this is a guy 
that is all about just, you know, technical aspects of a movie and brings up how 2012, you know, is the one of his, probably one of the favorite movies he's seen over the last year, I think is something he said. And I guess which wouldn't be that surprising because this year hasn't been super impressive, but I was, I was surprised because I'm thinking 2012, it's just a blockbuster. There's nothing else about it. He said that the plot was great. The direction was great. And you would think it'd be all about the effects, but it was amazing. And I wanted to get out the C2012 today, but I didn't know it was a two hour and 40 minute long movie. And I just did not have time to do it. And uh, I'm going to see it for Jerry, and I'm going to let you guys know what it's, what it's like next you week. You know, but. I, I understand that you have a lot of respect for this Jerry guy. <laughs> uh, I just looked him up on um, IMDb. Yeah? Did you? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, he's done a lot <laughs> in the sound department. That's true. One he's Eyed done, Monster yeah, is other movie that he too. did. Um, three for Anna. I'm not saying anything. I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> endless, endless bummer, alien ecstasy. <laughs> Dude, he's a great guy. I don't, I don't care. Let me ask you this: you Did you get a feel for his sense of humor when you, you know, met this guy mm-hmm. and hung out with him? Hmm. Was he making a no. joke that 2012 was? <laughs> no, no, no way. Jerry would never do that. Never do that. Jerry oh. Jerry has done a ton of movies, not a single one I've ever heard of. Um, yeah, I, I, well, all I know is... When the Erotic Adventures a... of the Three Musketeers? <laughs> oh, man, that's great. That's great. All right, Cannibal so... Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death? <laughs> Okay, I believe it. 2012 is probably the best movie I've seen. Oh my god! This is hilarious! I had no idea I was gonna find this! I was just trying to look him up! Oh my god, this is phenomenal! (laughs) Gail Palmer's Shape Up for Sensational Sex in 1985! Tell me you got this guy's number. I want him on the show. <laughs> we've all done. <laughs> we've all done some things we regret. Okay, right. Oh my god! Over some and over of us have done over. thirty things we regret. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. Last um, story. Last story. Uh, last day of shoot, we had like fifteen, twenty extras, and. I got like stuffy nose from crying. Uh, <laughs> Just oh, hold on, hold on. Before was, we move on, <laughs> Ron Jeremy was in the Erotic Adventures of the Three Musketeers, so he's worked with so he's worked with Ron Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, ex- that's yeah. great. That's great. Um, so, uh, long story short, my old social studies and driver's ed teacher, Mister Rathberg was an extra in the movie that I was that I was working for awesome. that Sunday and it was the craziest meet of all time. I ended up talking about talking with him for like half an hour cuz he was there because his daughter wanted to be an extra. He has like five daughters apparently. And she was uh I think 17 or 18 and he was just talking about like, "Yeah, you know, I'm just the driver and he's still just the cool Mr. Ratberg that I I thought it'd be a letdown like, "Oh, I was 12 the last time I saw you." And he was just hilarious. I it was great. Um 
small world, people. You might see somebody you uh, you didn't think you'd ever run into ever again. And Did was, you thank was... him for the driver's ed training? You know, you know how to drive that big truck now. No, no, I did not bring that up. Uh, I did thank him. I did thank him, saying uh, in front of his daughter, "I'm like, oh, this guy was like a local hero around here. You, yeah, you should pay attention to your dad." I pretty, I verbatim said something just like that. that doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> I don't think that's. I verbatim a- said something <laughs> just like that. Uh, I don't think that's an actual sentence. Yeah, yeah. Great Jerry time. was Great the time. cinematographer for the bikini car wash company too. <laughs> so- Save them for later. Save them for later. All right. So story hour's over. Thank you everyone for for listening to my my story. If uh, I'll maybe I'll have more stories for next week. There were a lot of things I left out. So uh, yeah. So up next, our uh, Hollywood rundown, which still desperately needs a name. We're gonna have to figure that out. Jeff, you're in charge. Production company, production team needs to figure that out. Where we're gonna bring up the news of the week in a little bit of a fantastical fashion. And I, I, this is number one, obviously. This is the big, the big news, the big line of the week. Cameron Diaz's box is a gigantic letdown. Was a movie review for uh, uh, Cameron Diaz's box. Jim uh, told us that like ele- like eleven years ago. How was the the movie though? <laughs> uh, the 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 movie. Uh, I guess it was a letdown. I don't. I don't know. You know. I always did say that I didn't like her. So I guess I don't know why now. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you think? Can you guys uh, think of a better movie review? Uh, it doesn't have to be for Cameron Diaz's box, but it could be for uh, some other movie review. Better than better than that one. So I would like to hear some of the movie reviews for a movie called The Adventures of the Zordine Warriors. Greg, you ever heard of this movie? <laughs> the Adventures of the Zordine Warriors. Yeah, because your buddy Gerald directed it in 1997. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jerry, the sound guy, directed. So the Adventures of the, the Zordine Warriors. Like sound uh, tech. No, he he does that by choice. Oh. James, he <laughs> yeah. does that by choice. <laughs> yeah. He does the direct. I would so choose that money, too so if the only movie I could direct is The Adventures of the Zordine Warriors. The Zordine Warriors. <laughs> you know, the only uh, movie that comes to mind for me, or at least the first one that came to mind, and uh, Jeff stole a little of my thunder here by bringing up, but. Uh, you know, a great one might be Edward. You're going to bring Furlong's. up the Zordine Warriors? No, <laughs> Edward Furlong's Packer doesn't measure up. <laughs> <laughs> he did steal that by mentioning him before. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Oh, Eddie Furlong, funny guy, funny guy. Next up in the Hollywood rundown, Clint Eastwood told GQ magazine, "We're becoming more juvenile as a nation. The guys who won World War II and that whole generation have disappeared, and now all we have are a bunch of teenage twits." So, Jeff, was it Clint Eastwood or Clint Eastwood's character from Gran Torino that said this? <laughs> I don't know if Clint Eastwood knows the difference, actually, at this point. It might be, <laughs> it might be time, like, was he, uh... He might Get off my lawn, he added. Yeah, yeah. yeah he might I, have I might be showing my age point. a little bit here, but uh, I have to agree with him. Really? Yeah, I just what? think that, uh, you know, these new generations just... They are a bunch of twits, and I think it's because, you know, we've had no hardships in our lives. I mean, we've had it pretty easy. No great wars or World War Twos to, you know, Ours is, make us No men. great wars. We have a spiritual war. Ours is a spiritual <laughs> war. Have we all been watching Fight Club? <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right, but uh, aren't you part of it, though? Like, you're a oh, yeah. twit. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. I, I, right. I definitely agree that I'm, you know. You're an asshole. You just called yourself an asshole. 
You're not a teenage twit. Compared you're to like a yeah, you're like fifty, I. aren't you? <laughs> How old is Clint Eastwood, anyways? Eighty? He can't be a lot older than Jim. He was, <laughs> I think he was probably the you know, the same age as Carl. I think they were old war buddies or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. They were both. <laughs> well, they fought the against WWE. each other because Carl's German. <laughs> so yeah, so <laughs> this Canadian. is yeah, well, the society's falling German. apart. Uh, <laughs> Supposedly, uh, according to Clint Eastwood, James Cameron keeps releasing multimedia trailer, audio clips, interviews, and flyers to promote this Avatar movie that he has coming out. It's pretty much going to be a giant blockbuster. Uh, the question is, is it possible that he's going to ruin this movie for the would-be fans before it even comes out with all this? Like, He's pretty much released the movie in parts on the internet. Well, let me ask, uh, have, you, have you seen the trailer for this movie? Yes. Okay, do you really think you can even ruin a movie like, I mean, like, this does not look good. I think <laughs> you have to have something to ruin, and it doesn't look good at all. <laughs> hmm. See, when I first saw the the, uh, the uh, teaser or trailer or whatever, I agreed with that. I'm like, wow, this doesn't look very good. I saw another one that's more extended, you know, maybe round two of James Cameron, once he found out that people weren't liking the first one. And I feel a little bit better, but... I'm not all that excited to go see this anymore, so I think he may have <laughs> ruined it. Because, you know, if he wouldn't have, you know, shown so much, then maybe I'd still be intrigued on what was going to be on the screen. I don't know. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem that bad to me. Like, I was, uh, there's now, like, character, like, depth in depth interviews with actors and, like, what their characters are, explaining what their characters are and their Yeah, I haven't seen conflict. any of that. I just, yeah. the first teaser I saw was all the alien race, and it just... And almost right. cartoonish. And then well, the second one I saw had more of like the marine background and all that kind of stuff. And then I, you know, I felt a little bit better about it, but not. I'm still not. Where I <laughs> Jim's day perked up a little bit. Yeah. Well, what I what I didn't know until I was actually watching some of those interviews was the avatars are like the alien race is humans took some DNA from an alien race and created these artificial creatures that humans can control in in a device. So you, like, remotely activate this other creature and your personality goes into that creature and you're running through, like, the world with that guy. And what happens is the humans end up, some of them end up being conflicted on what, side they're on, if they're on the Avatar slash alien race side, or the human invading, you know, territorial side, like, and it, that's where the conflict and the the fun happens, and, and I think it actually will be pretty interesting, um, I guess, uh, I guess we'll find out, but, anyways, the whole, the, it seems like the whole movie's actually released on the internet, and there's a giant spoiler alert on the soundtrack now, because the, the uh, James Horner's doing it. And apparently every track has just an obvious, like... <laughs> Main character twist. dies. It, <laughs> yeah, exactly. As the title, like, you know... Like, Luke Skywalker meets real father as track four. Pretty In parentheses, much, like, Darth Vader. Like, yeah. yeah like, track 12, Megatron lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you, want, if you want to see this movie and not spoil it, stay away from any of the audio stuff. Because apparently the, the tracks are completely just... Uh, color it for you. That reminds me oh. of uh, of a 1989 movie that I saw. Actually, I'm looking. I just found out that your buddy Jerry uh, worked on this movie. Movie called Ballbuster. Um, 
here's here's the deal. Uh, they they kind of blew it with the tagline uh, for the movie. The tagline was "The good guys ain't never been this bad," and I think that just ruined the whole movie for me. Like I didn't know. I mean, how are you gonna know? So. Oh man, good Jerry, love him. Uh, moving moving on. Johnny Depp signed up for the fourth installation of the Pirates of the Caribbean after being offered twenty one million pounds. Do they really expect to get a good performance from Johnny Depp for only thirty five million dollars? Come on. Thirty five million? Why why pounds? Does he actually think that he's an English pirate? Like I, what what is the uh what is the, the scenario the here where he's pounds? The reason it was pounds before is because some it was from some English uh English newspaper is what I took it from and, and then I'm like, okay, I'm converting this to dollars. So, he goes. <laughs> so when they wrote the article they converted it to pounds. Yeah, yeah. So I converted it back. You <laughs> twits. And you're you're whatever. sure it was like pounds sterling and not like pounds of hallucinogenic drugs or anything Ooh, like that. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know. I can't confirm that. Okay. Regard- regardless, I don't think Johnny Depp's going to be able to... Uh, I think he might phone it in for $35 million. We'll see. Um, which would, apparently makes him would. the most uh, highly most highly paid actor of, of the time, beating out, like, uh, I think it was Mel Gibson and some other losers. Mel Gibson. Yeah, that's want- the God's part of give, money. I didn't think they back were myself. anywhere near that high. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Lastly, but not least, uh, this is important for all the girls in the audience. Teenage girls swarm theaters to produce the most profitable theatrical release, at least of single day of all time, opening day, in the New Moon part of the part of the saga, Twilight Saga. Uh, James, I know you weren't there, but can you give us uh, can you give us the the in depth report? From <laughs> I know you weren't there. Tell us what you saw. <laughs> Well, um, I know someone who went to go see it, oh, and God. they saw the first one, and they said the second one wasn't very good. Oh, so yeah, I heard it's bullshit. Based off of my sampling of one person, I expect those numbers to drop drastically. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, like, the reason these movies bad. kill is because teenage girls go and see them six times a day, and so if it's yeah. not that good, you know, maybe three times a day, and it's really not going to make those numbers. Yeah, what it the- actually... What are the odds that we can get uh, P to get infected by a vampire? P to get infected by a vampire? Yeah, we could, I mean, that's a good dynamic to have. We could use yeah, that for we could use We could definitely show. use a vampire on the <laughs> show. I was thinking more along the lines of, instead, like, we could take some of the time that we spend preparing for this show, instead write a, uh, well, you know, vampires are popular, but I really think that, like, a zombie romance is where the money might be. Um, we know a zombie. We can get John Hughes in here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's exactly where I'm going with this. Yes, and he's already, like, you know, he's good with the teenage and, and, Yeah, exactly. Teenage girls love John Hughes. Love, uh, lo- well, we'll find out if they love zombies. I'm assuming that they will. Um, and, uh, yeah, next up, what profit, right? Yeah. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. The other thing, uh, New Moon broke, well, didn't actually make it to the top, but they uh, they made it for opening weekend. They made 142 million, Pish which posh. I don't think we I don't think we included in our uh, top grossing films for the year. I don't I don't remember. I, I definitely what? gave it a mention. I this has got to be like it, yeah. the fastest sequel of all time. By the way, didn't we we reviewed the last or we not reviewed, but we we talked about the last one. I feel like eight months ago when it came that, out. That, like, <laughs> am I crazy? True. Maybe they taped them at the same time, and they just decided to release some... Just, we know we're going to make billions. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Uh, 
the hundred and forty two million put them sixteen million behind Dark Knight, which is number one for opening weekend, and then Spider Man three uh right between with one fifty one million. Apparently he's just uh you think t- like if we could take the teenage the amount of power purchasing power that teenage girls have with their parents and put it to some use. Like we could probably pass healthcare oh, d- with the Darfur. amount of money that these girls that these girls spent. Time <laughs> travel. <laughs> See, this is what what uh Clint Eastwood's talking about. The teenage twits are wasting all the money that could be going to something good to help build this country back. Wasting up. the money, they're fucking Creating the economy for us. That's the only sector of the economy yeah, that's like, growing right now. <laughs> Vampire-related teenage girl movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing we can hang our hat on as a country, is vampire teenage girl movies. <laughs> Thank God for the vampire teenage girls movies. Otherwise, the Dow would be around 2,000. God, you know, Jerry probably wouldn't even have a job right now if it weren't for the vampire teenage girl. <laughs> that's probably where you gotta start. Oh, man. So, that's it for the Hollywood Rundown. Uh, the Hollywood Rundown that's desperately seeking a name. Uh, and we now would like to move on to our normal features, other other features of uh, the, w- the week in the episode. We have our movie reviews, which... With my uh, busy schedule, I did, was not able to catch one. I did really want to get to see 2012 for Jerry, but again, it just so wait, didn't So you're not going to review Crave for us? It just didn't happen. <laughs> that's, that's a good question, actually. <laughs> but in between recording, like there was one time where I caught like a quarter of the script, because it was like the script for that week, and I didn't end up reading it. I just tossed it. But from catching parts of the movie... Part, yeah, parts of the parts of the movie from just seeing it taped. It's pretty much about a guy who falls in love with a girl that's a prostitute. Who that girl ends up in a relationship with one of his acquaintances, who they meet at like I don't know if it was like a, an AA meeting or like it was some kind of like you know just support group, and he starts just hallucinating about killing people. And I don't, I couldn't tell by the end if he ends up getting the girl or not. I know they sleep with each other at some point, but I don't know if that's like hallucinating or not. I don't, I don't know. But I know there's a lot of hallucinating going on, so or dreaming and fantasy and stuff. So I, I don't know. I but it's probably it's supposedly going to come out next year. All things going well, so uh, it'll probably be on DVD immediately after its release. So we'll see. We'll see. So James, did you catch any uh, any genius movies? Uh, yes, genius. Let's go with that. Uh, Idiot. I ended up seeing uh, the 2008 blockbuster Hancock. Yeah. Yes, starring Will Smith. I've um, seen that movie. He uh, he plays a drunkard superhuman um, who just kind of hangs around town, um, big city, I should say. Um, he kind of lends his hand every once in a while when he's in the mood to you know a disaster or something. But he usually just makes matters worse, like. He'll crash into stuff while flying somewhere to, you know, help somebody else. Stuff like that. So the public isn't really on his side so much. They're, they they kind of just think he's, we're better off just, you know, keeping him out of it. He ends up saving 
uh, a guy who has his own, well, not his own, but he works for a PR firm, and um, that character is played by Jason Bateman. And after he saves Bateman, he Bateman decides to kind of help Hancock out with his public image. So he's kind of coaching him on how he should behave, that sort of stuff. Um, Bateman's got uh, a wife played by uh, Charlize Theron and a little kid who just hero worships uh, Hancock. And the wife doesn't really get into, you know, doesn't really like uh, Hancock's character, but uh, Bateman just kind of overlooks that, like, okay, this could be my meal ticket type of thing. Um, the whole movie from there is a lot of fish-out-of-water jokes, you know, Hancock's, you know, super strength and, you know, normal world accidentally, you know, breaking shit. Um, there's some mild action scenes, um, and he's got a mysterious past that kind of adds a small hint of intrigue to it. And there's a few humorous points. It's a pretty generic movie. It was a little better than I thought it was going to be. Um, a few problems I had with it. Uh, one, there's a scene where he's helping with a bank robbery, and the music is very close to plagiarism on the Superman music. And I don't know if they meant to do that as kind of like an homage <laughs> or if they were just... <laughs> hey, we can't figure this now. out. Just do the Superman thing, which change comes <laughs> yeah. And then the other part was uh, a lot of it was filmed like handheld camera style. And I could see where they wanted to do that with the, you know, the fight scenes and stuff like that, because you know, they don't want the, you know, the audience's focus on, you know, maybe a possible bad effect or something like that. You know, just kind of keep it moving. But they did that through a lot of the other scenes too, and that bothered me. And the thing that really pissed me off about it was they had a really good chance at the end to make a kind of cool ending, and they just passed it up and went with the generic Hollywood ending. But uh, yeah, overall, it was it wasn't horrible. It was I don't know, it was subpar. But I I didn't mind watching it. I guess I should say there it was entertaining enough to to pass the time. Uh, two things. You think it could have had a cool ending? Yeah. Isn't that with every bad movie? Like, man, it could have had a cool ending, but it well, didn't. God. <laughs> no, they like they actually like put in a couple parts that they could have explored and and did something with, and it looked like it was going that way, and then it didn't. Yeah, I saw this movie. Funny. It was a piece of shit movie. It could have been a good movie, if they but it wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, they they put in some things at the ending that looked like they were going somewhere, and then they didn't, and that's why it stuck oh. out so much. <laughs> uh, the other thing I was gonna ask, and it seemed Jason Bateman's like just Jason Bateman in that movie again. Like I I need to see a movie where Jason Bateman stretches it a little bit because uh, he seems to be the same guy and everything. Come on, yeah, Jason Bateman. I, I would say that's change it up a bit. Movie. Change it up a bit. Whoa. Take it easy. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just, I'm in, a, I'm in a mood right now. Just, I'm, I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at Jerry's. Is, Jerry's, is no one safe? Like, you're, you're, you're pissed because Jerry duped you. Yeah. <laughs> you thought, <laughs> Jerry never mentioned his, his sordid past. <laughs> Aliens Gone Wild? Like, what? <laughs> alien, alien Sex Files 3? Uh, uh. Alright, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Jeff, go ahead. What's your movie? Uh, I, I saw a movie without Jerry. Um, so I saw The Color of Money, uh, which is the sequel, um, much, much belated sequel to uh, The Hustler with Paul Newman. Uh, Paul Newman's also in this one. Which now you've seen both. Now, now right? I've seen both, yes. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't want to comment on one versus the other. They're very, very different movies. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Uh, very different movies. I really liked it. I, I um, it was very entertaining. Uh, Paul Newman, of course, fantastic in it. Uh, Tom Cruise, 
was very like Top Gun, Tom Cruise in it. Very very cool. Um, also, um, I was kind of uh, amazed by this. John Turturro's in it, uh, which not only goes to prove the theory that John Turturro's in everything, but it also uh, spawns maybe a new theory. This movie is from 1986. He looks the exact same. Uh, John Turturro, in He's addition to being in everything, yeah, does not age. There's a picture of John Turturro in an attic someplace getting older. He is, yeah. it, like, it, this. it's truly amazing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, I, I was kind of amazed. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio, I think is her last name, uh, what what a like an amazing rising career this woman had. She's kind of the uh, Tom Cruise's love interest in the movie. Um, you know, the issues in Scarface, the Color of Money, the Abyss, and then all of a sudden just sort of fell off the face of the earth until the Perfect Storm, and since then has not been up to much. Um, just thought that was kind of interesting, but I thought she was very good in it. But really, as you would imagine, Paul Newman steals the show. Just absolutely phenomenal performance. Uh, totally deserved the Oscar he won for it. Yeah. yeah, definitely a good one. I, I echo everything you just said, pretty much. I, I think verbatim, <laughs> pretty much verbatim. <laughs> I think the general understanding too is that he really got it for the hustler, but he did a good job. Like Color of Money, he does a good job too. And but I don't know. What do you, would you think if you were to say, if you were to compare? I know you were just saying you didn't want to do this, but compare the hustler acting job of Paul Newman in that versus Color of Money, would you say he did a better job in Color of Money? You know, I honestly think he did. Um, I think, and I actually heard an interview with Paul Newman shortly after he passed away. I, you know, obviously the interview was not... Okay, anyway. Um, so it was an interview of, of him while he was actually still alive uh, shortly after he passed away. And what, it, what he said he would have changed in his acting in his earlier films is a very, like, he, he said he would have taken a more less is more approach. And um, I think he uh, definitely did that in The Color of Money. It's, it's more understated and uh, looks more natural, looks less like, uh, like somebody on a stage and more like just right. a real-life right. performance. I got you. I got you. Cool, cool. Well, I'm happy you guys caught your movies. I was uh, too busy. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'll come back. I swear I'll watch 2012. I swear it. I swear it. And uh, to kick off our return episode, this is more kickoff. This is our this is our meat part. As we're gonna do a movie quiz, of course, brought to you by James, our quiz master. Yeah. Who's not been replaced by P yet? Yet. And we'll see we'll see how this one measures up, and then we'll make a decision. So, James, no pressure. Let us have your quiz. All right. Um, I'm going to an old standard form of uh, quiz, or format, I should say. Yeah, when um, when, when you come the, under the threat, quizzes. go back to the classics. Yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> Playing my greatest hits. All right. Um, like I said, this is a, one of the quote quizzes, so I will be reading some quotes from a certain actor in different movies that that person has been in. And you have to tell me which actor has been reciting these quotes. Got it? All right, so quotes from one actor, different characters in movies. Yep. Can it ever, right. be, this, can it ever be the same character in one movie? Do you ever do that? Uh, no, I try and stay okay. away from that, actually. Right. Okay, cool. Good. All right, uh, where to start? Uh, Is there a theme? Is there a theme? There will be a theme, and uh, like usual, we'll... Uh, Take guesses for the theme on the uh, the website, gogapit.com. Awesome, awesome. All right, um, let's start with this one. Okay, first quote. 
And this one might be kind of hard, but we'll, we'll try it. Uh, first quote. Miss Truvy, I promise that my personal tragedy will not interfere with my ability to do good hair. Good hair. Adam Sandler. No. Johnny Depp. <laughs> All right, next quote. Don't cross Gordon. He'll crush you. You've worked hard to get where you are. If Gordon doesn't buy Blue Star, someone else will. And who's to say they won't do the same thing? Aaron Eckert. What was that? I said Aaron Eckert. No. Idiot. Next one. Genius. You know, I've been thinking about what attracted me to Chris. It wasn't the way he looked. Well, that's not true. At first it was the way he looked. But it was how he made me feel. He made me feel romantic, intelligent, feminine. But it wasn't him doing that, was it? It was you. You and your nose, Charlie. You have a big nose. You have a beautiful, great, big, flesh-and-bone nose. I love your nose. I love your nose, Charlie. I love you, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Julia Roberts. No. Meg Ryan. (laughs) No. All right. Let's go through female eyes. Yeah, seriously. Those are the only two I know, so... I might never have liked you. Point of fact, I despise you. But that doesn't suggest I don't respect you. Dying in her sleep is a luxury our kind is rarely afforded. My gift to you. Shit. Oh, I know that one. Okay, next quote. That's right. I killed your master. And now I'm going to kill you too. With your own sword, no less. I don't know what that girl's name is. Which, in the very immediate future, will become (sighs) my sword. Daryl Hannah. Yes. What's what's the la- what was the second the last one from? Um, both of those last ones were for the two different Kill Bill volumes. They're both from Kill Bill. Like, one yeah, was from yeah. Volume Two. One yeah. was from Volume One. The Nose one was about Roxanne or the movie Roxanne. Right. The Don't Cross Gordon was Wall Street. Ah, uh, yeah, Bill. yeah, yeah. Okay. And the Doing Good Hair is from Steel Magnolias. Jesus. No wonder. Wow. Right. Damn. Yeah, um, I totally blanked on what that girl's name was. There's no way. Next one. So I said, Sister, please, anyone could have confused Hail Mary with Proud Mary. And besides, I do a very good Tina Turner. Don't know. Next quote. Vivica A. Fox. No. (laughs) What did you tell my son to make him bring a homeless man into my house? (laughs) Theme. Female actors. (laughs) Next quote. I'm the man-eating bitch Darth Vader of the ad world. What the fuck? <laughs> Don't know. Next one. Uma Thurman. I'm tired. No. When you first entered the restaurant, I thought you were handsome. And then, of course, you spoke. Helen Hunt. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. The Hail Mary and Sister one is from Girls Just Want to Have Fun. The Homeless Man in My House is from Pay It Forward. The Darth Vader of the Ad World is What Women Want. <laughs> no wonder wow, I haven't seen any of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next quote. Or next person. You know, identical twins are never really identical. There's always one who's prettier, and the one who's not does all the work. She used me, and then she left me, just like you. Danny DeVito. 
No. <laughs> I don't like where your head's at. I do like <laughs> Don't know. Next quote. When a guy has an orgasm, how much comes out? <laughs> Next quote. Eddie Furlong. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, there would be a thingamajig that would bring everyone together, even if it kept them apart spatially. Dude. I'm just... I don't get it. I'm just an whoa, idiot Whoa, today. whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Beep, beep, beep. I know what that's from. Go next. Yeah, go. Next I... one. 18 years ago, my father drank a bottle of scotch and fell down a well. Detective Mackey didn't think it was an accident, which is why we're here today. Dude, I I know I know what movie that other one's from, and I don't know who said that. <laughs> okay, last one. We believe you're holding back on us to embarrass the alderman because his fire department cutbacks. Uh, Kurt Russell. No. <laughs> uh. Tim Robbins. The, no. Tim the, Robbins is not correct. The no. alderman. Yes. Because the alderman, to embarrass the alderman because of his fire department cutbacks. Dude, I have no idea. I have no idea. All right. The answer to that one was Jennifer Jason Lee. Hudsucker Proxy, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The thingamajig was Hudsucker Proxy. The first one uh, about the twins was single white female. The orgasm one was Fast Times at Richmond High. <laughs> and then the scotch and falling down a well was Dolores Claiborne. And then the last one about fire department was backdraft. Okay. I would have never come up with that chick's name. That's it makes me feel better. <laughs> next, next. Give me one. Alright. So it's two oh right now? Alright. Uh yeah, I think so. Next person. I know nothing of God or the devil. I have never seen a vision nor learned a secret that will damn or save my soul. And as far as I know, after four hundred years I'm the oldest living vampire in the world. Hmm. Kevin Sutherland. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going to pretend you said Keith, but no. That's not Keith. Keefer. <laughs> All right. Next one. Donald. Bless me, Father, Kevin. for I have just killed quite a few men. Hmm. Next one. Good. My children are staying here tonight watching TV. I want you to check up on them, up on them in every 30 minutes. And Tony Banderas. Yes. Thank God. Got one, finally. Jesus. The first one about God or the devil was interviewing the vampire. And then Bless Me Father was the Desperado. Or I've killed one. Yeah, I actually just saw Dust, Dust Till Dawn. That's, or Four Rooms, I mean, God. Yeah, we watched that together. Talking, talking, talking nice. Alright, yep. next one. The way I see it, I've got no house, no bodyguard, no movie, and I'm being stalked. Because someone wants to kill me? No, because someone wants to kill you. So now, starting now, I go where you go. That way, if someone wants to kill me, I'll be with you. And since he really wants to kill you, he won't kill me. He'll kill you. Make sense? All right. Yeah. Whitney Next Houston. One. I don't know. <laughs> we met at Starbucks. Not at the same Starbucks, but we saw each other at different Starbucks across the street from each other. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Next quote. The world's changed since your time. The humans have a new hunter. Blade. St- 
Steven Dorf. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Who the fuck is that? Who is this? I was going to pretend the brakes were out. Pretend, like we talked about. You didn't actually have to cut them. Vivica A. Fox. <laughs> no. <laughs> Last one. What are you looking at? Wipe that face off your head, bitch. <laughs> it's... <laughs> so it's the girl from Superman Returns, right? That's or, uh, the Superman reboot? Is that who we're trying to guess? Could be. Yeah, Vivica A. Fox. I don't know that girl's name. Really? You don't know this person's name? I don't know her it's, name. And you work on this podcast. Is it Parker Posey? Yes. Ah, yes. shit. <laughs> oh, the last one. I had, one's a, few, from, I had a feeling uh, it might have been confused. Parker Posey, but I didn't think it was. And That was a huge so hint. That's a dickhead move. Ugh. All Fuck right. you. <clears throat> yeah, so the uh, killing one was uh, Scream 3. The Starbucks one was Best in Show. The Blade was from Blade, and then, yeah, Superman. I don't remember being in Best in Show. That's weird. And then wipe that face off your head, bitch. Dazed and confused. Yeah, yeah. Should have known. Should have known. Awesome. So what is it? 2-2? 2-2? Do you have one? Sure. Did you have one before? So let's do one more. One more. I I think think it's 2-1. We're going to the end on each of these. Oh, man, you're cutting my... Yeah, one more. One more. Because I'm already already winning, so... (laughs) This is for the win. We're going to do this one, then. That's good to hear, but it takes deed, not words. It's a lot easier to say you live by the book than to actually do it. Can you do it? Meryl Streep. <laughs> no. Amy Adams. Uh, no. Next one. Wolford Brimley. <laughs> I want you to know that I will never want that wagon wheel coffee table. <laughs> wagon wheel coffee tin? Table. Next one. You contemptible pig. I remained celibate for you. I stood at the back of a cathedral, waiting in celibacy for you, with 300 friends and relatives in attendance. My uncle hired the best Romanian caterers in the state to obtain the seven limousines for our party, my wedding party. My father used up his last favor with Mad Pete Trullo. So for me, for my mother, my grandmother, my father, my uncle, and for the common good, I must now kill you and your brother. What the fuck, dude? Are you sure it's not Wolf of Brimley? (laughs) (laughs) Next quote. You're a jittery little thing, aren't you? Dude. It must be too late, because my brain is just thinking, I don't know this, before I don't even think about knowing it. Go on. Next quote. Would it help if I got out and pushed? Oh, my God. Carrie Fisher. Yes. God damn it. Carrie Fisher is correct. You can't see it because uh, this is all audio, but I've got my arms out like uh, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I can can see it. Yes. So the uh, Living by the Book is from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, oh, oh. The the Contemptible Pig one is from uh, the Booze Brothers. Correct, correct. The Wagon Wheel Coffee Table is from When Harry Met Sally. What's, what's... Jittery Little Thing is from Return of the Jedi. She's talking to Wicket at the time. And would it would it help if I got out and pushed? Was Empire Strikes Back? Son of a bitch! You didn't get to. You came in that thing. You're braver than I thought. <laughs> nice, nice. 
Well played, Jeff. Actually, we all sucked. That, Jeff wins uh, again. Quiz. But James, you did a you did a good job. You did a yeah, good great job, job James. Um, movie things um, quick. And, and movie once again, th- there is a theme. It's probably going to be pretty hard to guess with only half of it. I think I movie. actually know it. <laughs> Interesting. Well, well, okay. well, you can bring it to the boards, and we'll, we'll put it up there for sure. Yeah, and, you can uh, ask me about it after the show too. Right. Right. So uh, thank you again for the quiz, and uh, we need to move on to a Parker Posey play-along, which I was unable to be around for. This was a, a question that was brought to our brought to us by our uh, illustrious co-host, Jeff Waugh. Uh, the Parker Posey was, name an actor or actress who you could envision doing something else, and what would it be? And uh, Jeff, did you have any answers that stuck out in your head that you'd like to bring up? Uh, yeah, uh, mine. <laughs> mine was <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> Now, no, There's you know, I really, I was, uh, to be honest, this is the first time I've ever, uh, and hopefully the last time I ever have to say this, I was really disappointed in our live listeners. They really, uh, really didn't, uh, come through on this. Or not live listeners, just our listeners well, in general. Listen. Did not come through on this one. Um, no, no, nobody had a good answer. James, did you realize <laughs> no that Steve Buscemi was round. sort of, I, he wasn't a desk clerk, but he was, uh, pretty much the bellboy in, uh, Barton Fink, have you ever seen that I've movie? I've never seen Barton Fink. Oh, no, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I think I was picturing more than more of him in the, like a DMV type of role, but uh, yeah, right. would kind of handing, you know, waiting hand and foot on somebody that would fit. So, right, right. but I just like to say that I actually really liked this question. I thought it was. Thank really you. Cool, I really so. liked it too. That was why I was. I, I just Greg's was probably my favorite. Oh no, I'm just kidding. His, oh, his, like, oh, oh, snap. He just said actors. He didn't even pick one of the. Yeah, actors. I know. Seriously, totally disregard the. Be like if when he asked me about the ice cream thing, I said cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a bunch of dicks. So, <laughs> the Parker Posey being a question Idiot. that we bring up uh, live on the show, and we'll try to answer it live. And James is the next person to bring up with the Parker Posey play along. Where uh, after we answer, we'll put it on the boards for everyone listening to play along as well, and uh, hopefully get a better answer than us because. You have all the time in the week to do it, and we just have, like, ten seconds. And then as long as I can delay, and yes. that's pretty much it. And don't let Turkey weigh you down. This, you got to answer these questions. Yeah, it's a, it's a Thanksgiving podcast, too. I forgot to bring that up. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Gobble, gobble, Congratulations gobble. on making it this far. <laughs> all right, so uh, my question for this week um, kind of stems from, you know, the summer season getting over and, uh, you know, all the big blockbuster films. My question is, what is... Your least favorite example of product placement in a movie. Hmm. So most annoying, basically. Like what really just irked you? Like, God damn it! You know that, that was you know overly blatant or something like that. And I'm going to go with the product placement for Pepsi in the movie Twister. And for those of you that are familiar with the movie, um, they end up having to alter their tracking device for tornadoes by putting little kind of like pinwheels on all their tracking balls. And by doing that, they caught up a thousand different Pepsi cans. And they're all just happened to be Pepsi cans. And they cut them all up, and they put them in the device. And not only are the Pepsi cans all over the place, but every time they go and look at the tornado tracker and the tornado comes up, the tornado is represented by a yin-yang symbol that's red and blue. That just happens to match exactly the Pepsi symbol. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, that is yeah. right. That is right. You're right. So, yeah, every you know, and being a Coke lover, I guess it irks me a little bit more than maybe somebody else, but, yeah, it's it stands out to me, and it it always leaves a bad taste in my mouth. 
I am sort of curious how much of that, like, I'm sure all of it's planned, but I am wondering, like, if somebody, some director just says, hell, I love Pepsi, I'm going to put Pepsi all over this thing, and, uh, I guess why do God it for free? God knows i do it with Coke. Why yeah. do it, yeah, why do it for free <laughs> when you can do it for money, I guess, but, uh, I am curious about that. And I did think of an answer, <laughs> which is the best answer ever, so, Jeff, you go first, because this, this <laughs> one beats it, so I don't want to ruin... Well, yeah, I don't think that's fair, I think you need to go first so I can try and beat your best answer ever, because I okay. don't have anything right. yet. Best answer <laughs> ever, because it was the only one I thought of that I thought was fucking hilarious, <laughs> Demolition Man had a fucking had Taco Bell all over the all over the. <laughs> I do remember. That's right. Because it was the only <laughs> restaurant really to good. survive like the fire or giant. I forget what it was like the, explosion it was, that hit L.A. No, it was the they were it was the only one to, the franchise wars or something like that. That the was what it was. Wars. <laughs> Anyways, Taco Bell survives. I even remember being like. 13 years old and getting a Demolition Man poster from Taco Bell. <laughs> and, uh, God, I, Taco Bell was only in it for, like, five minutes, but I thought it was funny that uh, it had the, the prominence of being the only fast food restaurant left alive in, in, the, in the world that Demolition Man was. Excellent movie. Go check it out at your uh, local video store. Yeah. Or Netflix. Sorry, Netflix. I'm dropping it. I'm, I'm dropping the ball here. That's my answer. <laughs> Jeff, you're up. I I'm having a difficult time with this one. Um, I mean the 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 shameless the shameless plugging for McDonald's in Fast Food Nation I think is probably uh, <laughs> um, it's probably a little little sick. <laughs> the, the shameless anti-plugging. No, just no. I mean, I'm constantly just talking about fast food. This fast food, that delicious. I've actually never seen that movie. Have oh, you it seen sucks. It? It's, Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I thought it was anti-fast food. Oh, it is. Quite. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just being sarcastic. I, I, the sarcasm I, I can't keep do. up. Oh, my um, head. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, that's uh, Aside from a sarcastic answer, which is my immediate defense when I'm not smart enough to come up with something, uh, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm having a difficult time. Uh, throughout the entire movie... Um, uh, of Transformers, I, and I still haven't seen the second one, but just there was Pepsi and Mountain Dew everywhere, all over those movie or all over that movie, and it was to the point of being like disgusting. Um, I think they even had Xboxes in that, didn't they? The first one. Yeah, it was they pretty raw with it, but um, yeah, that's 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 about what I can think of right now. To steal some other people's answers, you could go with the Mini Cooper from uh, the Italian Job. Yeah, yeah, good point. Just Mini Coopers everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, a good question, and if you could phrase it one more time for uh, the people listening. Uh, yes. Um, what is your least favorite product placement in a movie? And therefore, just the most annoying. Yeah. Uh, so my question, my, my answer was obviously the best. The question will be brought up to the board to see if you can beat mine. It'll be at gungapit.com, and you can also go to Facebook to find it there if uh, the production team is still doing their jobs. they got to make sure everybody's back in business here. Uh, the James layoffs are over. Yeah. Uh, James and Jeff, it's been uh, a, too long, and uh, I'm happy we're back, and thank you for the input. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed, and that is good to be back. Yeah, roads are getting nasty, people. Drive safe. It's almost winter. It's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, th- thank you for listening uh, to the Ron Perlman's Dodecahedron's Movie Hour.
Hello! La la la! Welcome! Was that Dapper Jim Mendes? That was me. I wanted it in there. I'm going to do it again. I wanted it in there. Sorry. Right. I don't know if I can even continue after that. Okay. That is your... Yeah, that's fine.